Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back, great people, to the Nah Stop Playing podcast. It's your boy Kwali, and I'm back with another serious topic. Man, we moving, we grooving. It's crazy. Already episode six, and I just feel like I'm just moving, and it's it's like it's just growing and growing and growing and growing, you know. And yeah, I'm excited. I'm super excited. Um, yeah, so I'm, and I'm pretty, I'm really excited about this topic. So let's, you know, with the normal routine, let's go a recap. So the last episode was talked about why I got married, why I'm getting married. So I'm, of course I'm not married quite yet, but you know, kind of my journey in regards to dating and, you know, just some of the nuances associated with myself and how I conducted myself, how I viewed things and how things have shifted and um, shifted for the better in a sense, right? So got rid of a lot of toxic energy, uh, toxic characteristics um, from, you know, as far as what I was looking for and how I conducted myself. And here we are today. So um, yeah, Uh, check the episode out. You might get something from it. I'm hoping you get something from it. Um, I've already got a lot of good comments from other people who have listened in and, you know, some, some vital things in there that, you know, really stood out to them. So uh, if you haven't, go check it out. Um, yeah, you know, just trying to drop these gems and trying to, uh, you know, uplift the community and give us something to really give give the community something to base things off of. And again, my experience is different. So not saying your experience is going to be the same, but, you know, it might get something out of it that might shift things in your favor. So uh, just check it out. And I appreciate you all for tuning in and, you know, really, you know, supporting your boy because it's real. It's real out here. You know, in most cases we do things and a lot of times we don't get support, especially from the ones that we think we should get support from. So I appreciate you all who are taking the time out to really tap in and, you know, hear me go on my rants and, you know, just listen to the information that I provide. And, you know, it's it's much appreciated. So, again, if you're tuning in, you know, hit that follow if you're on Spotify so you can get the information right away when I drop content. Uh, if you're on Anchor, you know, leave a comment, you know, whatever case may be. Again, YouTube is still under construction. I'm, you know, getting my videos ready to post so you can put a face to a name and leave some comments on there. You know, it's all coming together. It's all coming full circle. So I'm, I'm just super excited and super grateful. So just had to put that out there. Um, yeah. So moving forward. Uh, today's topic. So ironically, I actually had a different outline and topic to talk about today. Um, again, super important, but I think what, what I want to talk about today is probably the most important thing that I can think of thus far, regardless of what, you know, I might talk about what I've talked about already or what I want to talk about moving forward. Um, this topic is super, super, super important. Um, and I think it takes president over any other topic that I'm going to talk about because that's how important it is. So as I say, in, uh, as I always say, just roll with me, you know what I mean? Because we, we about to get into it. So the topic today is tight. Uh, the topic for today is called the struggle. Um, and the emphasis is on handling mental health for men. Who you get a little shivers, you know, you're getting them shivers already, you know, when we talk about mental health. So, of course, mental health is a buzzword. Um, it's something that we really 
we as a society we are trying to tap into more try to understand more because you know people have come to the understanding that people out here hurting rather is mentally psychologically physically emotionally spiritually it's just so much going on and people are acting out but they're acting out out of impulse because their spirit isn't right and i think that's why um, my spirit told me today, like, you know, you wanted to do this topic, but this, you know, this right here has just been on my mind. It's, it's always been on my mind, but I'm like, man, you, you need to just jump into it, bro. Don't waste no time with nobody. You know, don't try to follow this blueprint, you know, just go with your spirit. What did, what does your spirit want to talk about today that you feel is important that the masses need to know and need to hear about it's from your perspective, Kwali. And that's what I'm doing. I was like, you know what? I'm going to get on the phone today, or the microphone in a sense, and I'm going to talk my ish about mental health, and specifically my struggle with mental health, because everybody struggles with it, regardless of if it's acute, if it's minor, if it's subtle, uh, it's there. It's there. And you may, you don't need to be diagnosed by a doctor for you to know that you have some issues, or not even issues, you, you have some struggles, and that's why I titled it The Struggle, because Essentially, it's not an issue. It's only an issue if you leave it untouched and you kind of sweep it under the rug. That's when it becomes an issue and it affects you at a catastrophic level. You know what I mean? So if you are dealing with mental health or if you're dealing with anything associated with your energy, you know, find someone to talk to, tap in, um, try to, you know, try to maneuver around it because don't let it fester because that's when things get worse. So that's just my, my take on that. But where do I begin? Man, mental health, mental health, mental health. It's something I've been struggling with for a long time, man. I I think the, the earliest I can think of is when I was like seven or eight. And a lot of it stemmed from my father not being around for real. You know, my father, he dipped out when I was around three. And, you know, I was, a, from what people told me, I was a daddy's boy. Um, and for the longest I didn't understand why he was gone. I'm just like, you know, what did I do wrong? And, you know, does he love me? And, you know, why would he just leave me and my brother? And, you know, where, where is this dude at? You know, I didn't ask to be here. What's going on? And at the time, I was like first or second grade. And, you know, like I said, I was bullied a lot during school, like in school. So normally as a as a boy, you're like, where my dad at? So he can teach me how to fight or teach me this or teach me that or, you know, instill some, some hardness in me, some, some strength and, you know, some grit, like, you know, make me tough. But that wasn't the case. And I always question that, like, man, if I had my dad around, I probably wouldn't be dealing with some of these issues. You know, I I would be the aggressor and I wouldn't let people pick on me. I would defend myself. But, you know, again, this is me thinking as a seven, eight year old. So that played a big part in it, but also, you know, when it came to wanted to go stay with my dad or go spend time with him, I, I would tell myself at seven, eight years old that I'm not going to get my hopes up or I'm not going to get happy because I don't want to, I don't want to be let down. I don't want to I don't want to get my hopes up just to be told no. So from an early age, I conditioned myself to not be happy because. I didn't want I didn't want that burden of being sad. You know what I mean. So if I don't hype myself up, 
I ain't got to worry about being let down. You know what I mean? So it's like, don't get your hopes up so you don't have to worry about it. And again, that is carried throughout my life. And even to this day, I do the same thing, which is crazy. But it all started with the fact that a lot of uh, my psychological and emotional distress came from my father not being around. So that's why, you know, I try to make it a point for me to be there for my kids. And even though I have my struggles with my BM and, oh, Lord, but I'm not going to get into that on the the episode because I got another episode that kind of touches on that. You know, that's why I'm super adamant. I'm super protective because I know how crucial it is for a father to be in his kid's life because, Fathers matter. Fathers need to be valued more in society. And again, I'm going to talk about that at a later date. But I think that's where it really started with my mental health in terms of, you know, in a sense, limiting myself from feeling a certain feeling joy, feeling happiness, because I didn't want to have the the inverted or the opposite of that, which would be pain, sorrow, you know, not really grief, but pain, sorrow, uh, unhappiness. You know, I didn't want to feel those things because who wants to feel that way? Like, I don't want to know. I don't know nobody who wakes up like, man, I really want to be sad today. You know what I'm saying? So I had to condition myself from an early age because of my father. And, you know, it kind of stemmed from there. And another big thing that really that affected my mental health was I didn't, you know, we talk a lot about support and People don't understand how much uh, I'm proud of you or I see what you're doing, keep up the good work, or even just taking interest into what somebody has going on. It goes so far. You don't have to give money. You don't have to, um, you know, try to take over the instance, you know, just uh, just the acknowledgement that you see what's going on and you appreciate it or the accolade that comes behind it goes a long way. You know what I'm saying? Like, and people are so quick to not, do that they just like oh yeah like even with this podcast like i've shared it with a lot of close friends and i'm air quoting because people i don't you i use that that term friend i don't use it loosely anymore you have to show me you my friend and everybody that know me know how i am i will cut you off in the heart you can be my, my mama my mama can make me mad and i will cut her off and not talk to her because i'm protecting myself i'm protecting my energy and i don't have time for the shenanigans so you know so for me don't ask me to Oh, you know, what's your podcast about? Listen to it. Why do I have to explain it to you? If you're interested in my podcast, go listen to an episode. Go listen to the intro. It's going to tell you what it's about. Like the fact that I you you asked me what do I need or like what is it about? That that in itself shows me that you're being lazy and that you you're in, you're not that interested because you were you like, hey, send me the link so I can just go check it out. And then actually go check it out. Now don't get me wrong, people are busy. I'm busy, but people make time for what they want to make time for. So if you have asked about or inquired about my podcast within the last week and you haven't listened to an episode, you don't care that much. You just wanted to do that to get some notoriety to make it seem manipulation at its best. And I, I, I call it how I see it. Like I don't, me, I'm the type, and I get it. You can't put your, put your actions or your thought process on other people, but some things are kind of self-explanatory. If you ask about something, you got time because people make time to watch television. People make time to go to the gym. People make time to do other stuff. Go grab something to eat, cook. You can turn a podcast on or you can turn something on and listen to it while you do those things. Again, people make time for what they want to make time for. So I'm done with making excuses for people because it just don't work like that. But again, back to the topic at hand, you know, the lack of support, it, it affects people drastically. 
you know, if say your kid is in sports, if you're not there, they're less likely to show up and show out. But when you're there, they know you're there. They're going to show up and show out because they want to make you proud. You know, being there and being attentive and being present goes a long way. And I feel like in society, well, I know in society, I ain't going to say I feel, I know in society, a lot of us deal with this and there's no remedy for it because you can't just, you can't tell a person, hey, I need you to be more involved. I need you to be more present because, again, you can't put that trust in people because people are too self-centered in a sense. People are more worried about what they got going on and don't take the time out to do things that matter. You would rather go watch an episode of Love and Hip Hop than support your friend. That that's crazy to me. Like, um, what what? Yeah, it's, it's entertainment, air quotes, entertainment. But at the same time, what your friend is doing might be it has entertainment aspects to it too. You just you don't care about it because at the day you would rather do this because you get that. Just it's, think about it this way: it's, it's that temporary fix. You know, you're supposed to be on a diet and you eat that one sugar cookie. You like, you know, you want that temporary fix because you like the feeling that you get from it. Not that it helps you in any, any way. It's just temporary fix. And again, we're creatures of habit. And that's why we have so many issues in the world because we would rather choose the lesser of two evils just for sake of terms and pick something that's not conducive for what we're trying to do rather than tap into that will that would help us. Like, you got so many people that say, oh, I'm too busy to go work out. They want to get in shape. They want to lose weight. But they say they're too busy to go to the gym. But they can sit on the couch, eat a bag of potato, potato chips, and watch a movie. That two hours and 30 minutes that you were sitting, or even an hour and a half that you were sitting there watching, you could have been working out. And you eat the potato chips. So the potato chips are adding more uh, cholesterol and uh, saturated fats to your to you, make, which may, are making you gain more weight. So it, it's, it's cause and effect, people. We got to be more mindful of that. So, you know, the fact that there is a lack of support really taints the the growth of people in a sense because they know that they don't have these people around them and then they start adapting to that or adopting that frame of reference because in their mind, like, if anybody will do enough for me, I ain't gonna do enough for them. And it's just an ongoing domino effect of negative energy. And we have that big in our community, which is crazy to me because we are a collective community. Native-born Blacks, African-Americans, whatever term you want to use to, or Black, whatever you want to use to categorize us as a people, we're probably the most collective group of them all. But we act so individualistic. But again, we've been conditioned to do this. So it just, it's just, oh man, fries my brain, fries my brain. So again. Uh, but my, like I said, my journey started when I was young, younger, because my dad wasn't around. And even with, you know, my mom being present, that was a struggle as well, because and I got an episode that talks about this. You know, my, you know, I've been a nerd my whole life. So I've always was different than everybody in my family because I really tapped into that. You know, I'm the um first generation, meaning that neither one of my parents went to college. I was the first male to go to college first one to graduate with a bachelor's, first to graduate a master's, first to go get a doctorate. Um, I am not finished quite yet, but I'm a, I'll be the first doctor, male doctor in our family. And, you know, it was only five boys and well, out of the grandchildren and um, 17 girls, 18 girls. Yeah. So, you know, it's a lot of pressure there in a sense, because it's like, dang, it's only a few of us. One of us got to do something. Like I got one, he's a boxer. He, you know, he was 
doing pretty good with that. Training with Floyd Mayweather, the money team. He was out there. And uh, my other brother, he's disabled, so he, he hasn't had, you know, his he has a lot of limitations on his life. And then I have another cousin. He traveled a little bit. And then my other, my younger brother, he just kind of do what he do. So it's, yeah. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm the poster child. And for me, it's a lot of pressure because I'm like, dang, I'm the only one that's really doing something. And at one point I was on the wrong path. We talking fighting all the time, being suspended from school, stealing, you know, doing things, you know, I shouldn't be doing that would align me in jail or dead at some point. So, you know, there was a lot of pressure. And again, it starts with having a positive male role model in the household. I can't stress that enough. Like, I don't think people understand, you know, especially women out here who say, I'm the mom and the daddy. Like, sis, cut it out, man. You sound ridiculous. You just doing that because something happened in your life and that was a situation in the household. But no, and you shouldn't be having kids with people. And the, the assumption is y'all gonna, y'all not going to be together anyways. The, the the premise and the goal is to be with who you're going to be with that you have you procreate with. So your children have a solid foundation. They have the nurturing from the mother and they have the, the, the stability from the father. And don't get me wrong, in modern times, it can switch it up. But believe me now, without a dad in the house, it, it creates a lot of chaos. I'm a, and I said what I said. So, but again, back to the topic at hand. Um... Yeah, so just throughout, you know, my early adolescence and, you know, uh, as far as schooling, I just felt like I was alone all the time because no one could relate to the things that I was doing. Like, you know, I'm doing research projects and I'm, you know, I'm doing, you know, watching a lot of documentaries because I wanted to be a veterinarian. You know, I loved animals, and I was like, I'm going to be a veterinarian. I love pit bulls. I'm going to start my own pit bull kennel, and I can be able to treat them if they get sick, and everything will be in-house. But I could never really talk to my mother about, you know, helping me, even with helping me with homework, because she didn't know. So that created a lot of stress, because like, dang, who do I go to when I have an issue in regards to my education? Can't ask my mother. She don't. She doesn't know. Father, he ain't around. You know, and my mom's husband or boyfriend at the time couldn't ask him either. I think he might have finished high school. I'm not even sure. You know, it's it's just crazy, you know. And I and to this day, I still think about these things like, dang, like, I don't came a long way. I'm an anomaly in a sense because based on my household, the nurturing aspect of the nature and the nurture of my household, I should have I should have a, maybe a GED, maybe a GED. But, you know, I overcame that, which, you know, is a blessing in itself. And, you know, I won't I won't allow my kids to go down that same route because I'm, I'm of course, I'm gonna be there for them. But like I said, you know, it's it's just crazy. Um, And just like, but you know, getting back on topic, you know, just feeling alone and at times wanting to give up. But then you see all the things going on around you. Like, I don't want my life to be like this. So it makes you work a little bit, work a little harder. But it's. it's and, and it's already a, a lot of stress on the man in society because we're already taught that we can't be emotional. We got to be strong. We got to be tough. We can't be a, a, a beta. You know, you can't be a beta, man. You can't be a simp. You, there's so many things that put so much pressure on us in society when it comes to being masculine or being a man. But at the end of the day, a lot of these people that are telling us not to do this are women.
because of course you if you your father's not around your mother is the one in the household raising you she's telling you don't cry suck it up be a man oh, i'm gonna punch you in your chest if you cry i'm gonna give you something to cry about that's negative energy negative energy now don't get me wrong some fathers they have their their, their means of doing things and sometimes it, it doesn't allow for the child to be emotional in a sense because don't don't you no know, don't cry you know suck it up you know just all of, you know you've heard the phrases you, you you know what was said you know but again when we talk about modern day parenting most households especially with little boys it's only their mom in the household so what does that look like and it's for me as a father i'm super nurturing of my my son that's here already you know if he's feeling frustrated, I'm like, "What's wrong? Talk to me. How do you feel? You know, I'm I'm trying to massage him in a sense. You know, massage, caress his mind into being knowing that it's okay to be vulnerable. Because as a man, you can't be vulnerable. Because if you are, you're weak, and if you're weak, you're at the bottom of the food chain, and somebody's going to pick you off. Predators are going to pick you off. That's just what it is. That's what how we are conditioned to be as men." And it's messed up. So we got to change that narrative. We have to let young boys know that, and even grown men, grown, grown ass men, let them know it's okay for you to be vulnerable, bro. And that's why women say that we, in relationships, we don't open up and we're not emotionally available. But shit, we've been told our whole life, you do that, you weak. You got to be the rock. If you're not, man, I ain't going to say the term for it, but you, you know, yeah, you know, mushy, ushy, ushy. You know what I'm saying? Y'all get what I'm saying with that. I'm not going to, for the sake of the, the channel, I'm not going to say that term, but that's what it is. And that is a huge factor which affects our ability to be open and vulnerable, which in a sense affects our mental health because we can't let it out. I, I kid you not. At times when I want to cry, I can't even cry. Can't even cry. My my, the way I'm conditioned, it will not let me cry. You know what I'm saying? Like don't get me wrong. Nah, if I watch Best Man Wedding, I mean Best Man Holiday, you know when 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 Nia talk about she had cancer and she was gonna die, and I, uh, and I had, got a little teary eyed on that. Don't get me wrong, you know. I can admit that because I'm a, you know, I'm I'm in tune with my masculinity. I can care less about how anybody's feeling about me being emotional, but you know stuff like or even when I watch The Blind Side, you know watching him go through his struggle and eating out the trash can that 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 man that itch had me emotional too because I know the struggle of trying to figure out what you know what I'm gonna eat for the day or you know, not having the resources around me to be able to be comfortable. You know, I, I, I felt that, you know, through childhood and even in college. I was a broke college student at one point, you know, I was like, man, I got to figure this. Dang, I got $7 to my name for the next two weeks. What am I going to survive out here? You know what I'm saying? Like, I've had those struggles. So it's, it's real, you know, it's, it's really real. But it starts with, of course, the nature and nurture of things, the people that you're around. If they, are they supporting, supporting you? Are they pouring into you? Um, and are these, the, the, the limits of social uh, constructs and social conditioning uh, limiting you from being able to 
be honest within yourself and be vulnerable and be open and transparent? Those are the questions, right? So, but again, let me get more into, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm opening up on this episode. I got to I gotta talk my ish because it's been on my mind, you know, and it, it's real out here. And I know a lot of other people deal with this too. So, you know, if if you get anything from the episode, know that you can you come talk to me. I'll, I'll be listening here. I'm gonna ask you questions. You know, what I'm saying I want you to feel like you good. You know what I mean? Like sometimes that's all you need is sometimes you need somebody just to listen to you and take it from there, right? So, but again. It's hard for me to cry. Even when I want to, it's hard for me to cry. I got to really watch something. But, you know, even those shows, I don't cry. No, I don't get emotional anymore. But when it first happened, definitely, definitely was emotional. But the last time I can say I really cried was at my son's baby shower, which was eight years ago. And that was because it was just a whole debacle with his mom and all kind of stuff. And I just had to let it out. Actually, no, it was it was after that. He was around a year and a half old. Yeah, it's about a year and a half. But these, again, as you can see, the two the two instances where I had to, you know, I had shed a tear or two, maybe 12, it was related to my son because that's how much I love my son. Like, I love him dearly. You know, I'm going to love all my children children equally, but, you know, that's the kind of father I am, kind of parent I am. Like, when it comes to my kid, it, it's, it's something serious. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, but just throughout life, again, early you know, toddler years, teenage years, early adolescence, adolescence, just feeling alone and unsupported because I felt like nobody could really relate to me or be able to help pour into me. And, you know, a lot of times it's because everybody's so wrapped up in what they got going on and they don't have anybody pouring into them. So their cup is empty. So they don't have anything to pour from their cup to your cup. You can't pour from an empty cup, people. It's impossible. But the thing is, how what are you doing to add to your cup so that you can pour into other people when that time comes? But also being mindful that, you know, you can't burn the candle at both ends because you're going to burn out. You can't be there for everybody. I get that. But how do you, in a sense, manage or balance being able to be there for people and, you know, letting people be there for you? So it's, it just goes a long way. But like I said, for the sake of this episode, I'm talking about the mental health and the struggle for men in society because again I, I i could speak for the majority of men when we and we all can say we don't feel valued in the world we don't feel valued unless it's transactional unless you are providing protecting or giving something to the community in a sense you know being able to um provide a service you are not valued Chris Rock said it on his tambourine stand-up. Like, think about it. When we talk about Father's Day, what are all the gifts? Father's Day is this Sunday, people, right? So what are we talking about? Lowe's, Home Depot, some tools, a tie, some socks. Like, I love me some socks. I, like, I love me a nice little bow tie, too. You know, I like, you know, I get fresh to death when I get fresh, you know what I'm saying? But... Those are the things that are emphasized when it comes to men. It's like, all right, you need to look good to get you a job. So ties, bow ties, socks, you know, dress shirts, things of that nature, and also tools. What can you fix? We need you to fix stuff. But what do we see on Mother's Day? Mother's Day is the diamonds, the, the K's, Junior. Every kid begins with K, right? 
oh, he went to Jerry, you know, it's diamonds and pearls, it's um, cake machines, you know, it's a different machinery around the kitchen. Now that's a little, you know, sexist in a sense, right? You know, she's supposed to, you know, stuff for them, for them to bake or, you know, pedicure, spa days, you know, all of these things that's comforting. I want a spa day. I like to get my feet rubbed on. You know, so I like to get my back rubbed. Where's the Father's Day spa day? You know what I'm saying? You say, all right, man, I know you work 80 hours a week, but here's some tools, man. Go fix something around the house. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, again, the pressure. The pressure is you got to bring value to things based on what you can, the service that you provide. And not that, you're not valued. And that, that too affects the mental health of men. And I, I, what they say, men have the highest suicide rate in, in the nation. I think, I think that what it is, men, specifically white men, have the highest suicide rate. Um, I'm, 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 of course, I'm about to fact check it, but, you know, but the suicide amongst men is higher because men, when they lose their job, I've lost it all. When men get divorced, they lost it all. Like, anytime something catastrophic happens from a financial sense, Everything is lost because now you can't provide that service. You can't protect. You can't provide. So you are worthless. You have no reason of being here anymore. Do you hear it? You hear it on the songs? What can a man do for me? If he can't do nothing for me, I don't need him in my life. Not, oh, can you add value? Can you, you know, nurture me in a sense? Can you be a confidant? Can you, you know, the things that really matter. It's like, all right, if you're not, hey, if you're not bringing home that bacon. I don't need you in my life. It's crazy. So it's rough out here for us, y'all. It's rough out here. So, all right, moving forward, right? So I gave y'all a little, you know, gave you some background on myself up until my uh, late adolescence. But even now, like, I actually, let, let's let's take it a step further. Even now, sometimes I just sit down, like, to this day, like, as of uh, two hours ago. Sometimes I sit here and I'm just like, man, like, I, you know, the depression, the anxiety of, I got to provide for my family. I got to make sure my lady is good. You know, I'm, I'm the, in a sense, the, the glue, the rock for my immediate family. So my mom, I got to make sure she good, you know, siblings, you know, making, trying to make sure they good friends, close friends, you know, not, not these associates cause they can, they can fend for themselves. You can't ask me for nothing, um, or anything. Uh, but yeah, it's just a lot of pressure because, it's like, you know, I got to make sure I do what I need to do or I'm not, I'm not valued. I'm not, I'm not doing my job as a man because that's what we're conditioned to believe from an early age. If you're not doing anything, you're not taking care of your responsibilities, you're a bum. You're a deadbeat. And that's kind of just what it is. Ain't no way around it. So the pressure of doing that, you know, men have worked themselves to the bone. We're talking 80 hours a week, a week, not every, by week, be a week to make sure that they close that gap or making sure that they can take care of their loved ones, you know, and it's real out here and there's really no stamp of approval. There's no, um, there's no, uh, pendant that you could put on your shirt to say, Oh, I'm a Superman. Cause at the end of the day, it's like, all right, you did this, but you, you still got stuff to do. You need to get back out here. Ain't no pats on the back out here. You got to get to work. You got to make sure you're doing what you're doing. Because if you slow down, if you miss a beat, that's it. That's over. Okay. OV, my boy, you're not valued. 
So when do we get to the point where men become valued in this society? Now, I hear it all the time on social media, especially with the black women. Oh, we love you, King, and we appreciate you. We value you. And that's great and all, but for every one of those, there's 20. You ain't nothing. You dead. You a deadbeat. You a bum. So if I hear and I'm a bum 20 times, for every 20 times I hear I'm a bum, I only hear one time that I'm valued and I'm appreciated. Man, it's tough out here. It's really tough out here. So, I don't know, man. We got to figure out a way to really come together and pour into each other and love on each other. And not, you know, not, you know, pause, no homo, whatever. But that stuff is stupid anyway. You should be able to love on each other. Love you, bro. Hope you're doing good, man. I'm proud of you. You know, we need to start doing things where we are pouring into our brother, man, and giving them what society is not giving us or what women aren't giving us. We need to do that for ourselves because if we depend on them to do it, we're going to still stay in the same boat because it's been going on. This has been forever. That's the punishment. All right. If you ain't doing your job, we're going to make fun of you and poke at you and make you feel even more or less than what you feel already in that sense. And if you want to, if you want to express yourself, we're going to make fun of you and say that you soft or, you know, you're a prima donna and you not, you better suck that up and get tough and make that money and pr- protect and provide. Cause if you don't, it's going to get worse. You know what I'm saying? So it's real out here. We got to find out a way to really tap in with each other and be collective, but also be, be okay with being vulnerable with your brother, man. Like there's nothing wrong with saying, damn, bro, I'm stressing. I'm going through it. My anxiety is at uh, through the roof. I'm feeling depressed. Like, you know what I'm saying? I, I I need to get away. I need some me time. I need some positive energy around me. It's okay for you to do those things. I don't understand why at this point in life, with us being as grown as we are, that we're not okay with expressing ourselves. On that on that level. We'll talk all day about other stuff. We'll talk about sports all day. We'll talk about shoes all day. We'll talk about clothes all day. But what about the things that actually matter? What about the substantial things? Not this materialistic things that lose value, depreciate. That stuff doesn't matter. Why are we not talking about the thing that's wholesome to us, which is us? How much do you care about yourself? Or do you not care about yourself? Or have you have you been have you been beaten down so bad by society and by some women, not all, some women, that it's just like, all right, I'm just not going to care about myself. If that's your narrative, brother, you need to find a way to get out of that and get around some people that's going to pour into you because, again, this it's a cold, cold world that we live in, and it's just going to keep getting colder. You got to find a way to get shelter or to warm you up, and that's why we need to tap in with each other, get you a core group of dudes that's doing something and y'all all just feed off each other. Hey, bro, oh, you just got a promotion. Bad, I'm going to try to get me a promotion. Oh, man, you just bought a property. Okay, I'm going to go buy me a property. Oh, okay, you doing these investments. Okay, I'm going to tap into those investments too. We need the man, group economics. Back to the second episode. I'm telling you, I, I'm I'm sharing this information because as one is real and it's prudent. And in essence, it works. If you really tap in and do it the right way, it works. But you got to believe in yourself. If no one believes in you, as long as you believe in yourself, you're going to make it far. Manifestation goes a long way. But you got to do it. And give gratitude at the same time. Be happy for what you're doing. Don't beat yourself up and say, hey, man, all right, you know, I got this done, but now I got to do more. Man, take that, that small victory 
take it in, get happy, get humble, and then go back into the streets. Not, man, that ain't enough. I got I made a million. I got to make another million. Okay. Yeah, we know we got to do that at some point, but enjoy the spoils of your labor. Enjoy that. And it's okay to enjoy that. It's okay to take a step back, breathe, tap into yourself. Congratulate yourself. Show yourself that you're proud of yourself. I'm telling you, when you love on you, the way you're supposed to love on you, people going to love on you too because they're going to see how you treat yourself. And those those people that are negative and have a nasty energy, they're going to slowly but surely fade out because they're not – misery loves company. So those miserable people are not going to want to be around you because you're too positive about yourself. And at some point, you're going to – counteract their actions or their thoughts or their their comments by saying positive things oh man you know, that little old business you got yeah man my little business doing great right now though but it's still you ain't made making no money like that i'm making enough money i'm happy eventually they gonna get because haters don't like being around stuff like that they want you to hate on yourself too so they can feed off of that so you got to counteract things with positive energy you know gratitude being humble, being modest. When you do that, you're going to go a long way. But it first starts with getting your mental health together. Finding somebody. You know, if you were, if you were a toxic woman, man, get rid of her. Women outnumber men four to one in the world. You can find you a good woman. Now, don't get me wrong. I only date black. That's just who I am. But if you got to go outside the, the, the race and do it, by all means, what? And, you know, I've had my opinions on interracial relations, but, man, if that person makes you happy and they tap into you and they respect you, man, be with that person, man. Forget all this trying to go against the grain and all that. Now, for me, I'm not doing that. I'm, I, I'd rather just be alone because I ain't got time for it. The way my mind set up, I ain't got time for it. But if you can deal with it, my, my boy, by all means, do it because I'm not going to take away from you doing that, man, because it's real out here. And when you got somebody that's, loving on you and pouring into you and supporting you and, you know, taking you through the motions in a positive manner, it, it, it goes a long way. So, but again, moving forward. Yeah. Mental health as a man, it's a lot going on, man. We, we got a lot of struggles in the world. We got a lot of struggles, you know, again, providing, protecting, um, uh, uh, performing, you know, PPPs, you know, pushing P out here. You know, we, we got a lot of P's that we got to push in order to, you know, be regarded as a real man, right? But what, what exactly is a real man, right? Because people out here talking about what a real man do this, a real man do that, but we got people saying that from people that aren't men. Make it make sense. Come on now. A real man to do this. How? Are you a man? Well, my father did this. I was your father. I'm not your father. And this ain't the 1950s. It's a different world out here. It's okay for me to be emotional. It's okay for me to express myself. It's okay for me to tap into my my emotional side. And if you don't want to do that, you, you need to check yourself at the door because we live in a time where it's okay to be expressive and say what you need to say as a man in regards to your feelings because Ain't nobody else gonna protect that. Ain't nobody else gonna honor that. You gotta, I gotta honor that myself. There's no, no more of me keeping it all bottled up because you gotta let it go. You gotta let it go because it, it, it's not gonna get too far. I'm telling you, that's one of the first steps to emotional intelligence: being able to tap into yourself and understand where you are mentally, where you are emotionally. 
and taking that and being able to navigate other people's emotions and feelings. I'm telling you, it goes a long way. There's books out here that you can read that help you tap into that. You know what I'm saying? And if you're feeling, if you need to get you a life coach, get you a life coach. If you need to talk to a therapist, talk to a therapist. But talk to one that has a therapist themselves, not somebody that's just doing it. Because if they ain't got a therapist themselves, that person, something wrong with them. Psychologically, something wrong with them. Because how can you sit here and take on negative energy from all these people and then just go home and sleep like a baby? You got to transfer that energy to somebody else. So if they're not doing that, ask that question. Do you have a therapist? And if they say no, don't deal with them. Because... They're not human. Something it, 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 that's a little too suspect for my liking, right? So, but last but not least, before I wrap up this episode, I want to talk about an actual theory um, that's out here, especially in education. Excuse me, um, and it's used to, you know, basically break down how certain environments make certain people feel. And the name of this theory or this conceptual framework is called imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome, right? So basically feeling as though you are not living within your truth and within your truth being an asset to that actual community, right? So you feel like you're not being yourself authentically. So you're, you're, you're putting on this facade that's not really the facade you want to put on. Or it's not your true self. So I want to tell you, black men specifically, you we suffer from this imposter syndrome a lot, feeling like we don't belong, right? Feeling as though we're putting on this facade, feeling like we're in the wrong environment. But that's because we've been conditioned to, de- to do so. We got to change the narrative when it comes to this syndrome. You do belong. It's okay for you to express yourself. It's okay for you to go out and do things that are not in the norm. It's okay to do that. Because who who's people do a lot of harm, right? And when they do this harm, they do it in a in a in a manner that is to condition and to control the masses. It's for them to c- control the narrative. But when we step out on faith, when we step out and say, you know what, I'm not gonna do what these people say I'm supposed to do because they say I'm supposed to do it, but I'm gonna do my own thing. That just it's a disruption. It throws everything off, and at some point, things correct themselves based on dis- disruption. So we gotta we gotta get out of this imposter syndrome mindset and get into a I do belong. It's okay for me to do these things. I'm in the right place because I'm doing the right thing. Once we do that, it changes the whole narrative. And if you haven't already. Sit down and just express yourself. Sit down in the mirror. Talk to yourself. That's another, that's a way to get started. To really get started and be like, you know, (laughs) people make fun of me. I pace. I I would literally walk one by one, two by two, hurrah. Like I would walk and create a, burn a hole in the rug, just walking in a circle, talking to myself. You know, game planning on how I want to say things or actually analyzing what I'm going through in that moment. How should I feel? Should I have said this? If I did say this, what what would what, what have been the response to that? Based on that, what I said, you know, what what can I say next time if it comes up again? Am I what am I feeling right now? Um, is this temporary or is this something that's going to la- linger in my soul? You know, do I need to 
meditate? Do I need to you know, get some fresh air? You know, sitting, talking to myself has gotten to be this far because half the time I can't talk to nobody else. At least that's how I feel, you know. Um, so I found ways to cope or to, in a sense, challenge that challenge that I have. And by challenging that challenge, it's given me more power, more strength to overcome that challenge. You know, I, I beat that boss, right? That the, I beat that boss to get to the next level. Now it's me tapping into other things to really expand on myself, my mental health, and making sure that I'm good. But again, it starts with you. You gotta see what's you gotta see what's enabling you and find a way or a solution to move past that, move through that, and continue to build on yourself. Because again, the world is cruel and it's gonna continue to be this way. But once you start doing things for yourself first, everything else falls into place because those negative misery loves company people, they're gonna fade away because they can't feed their parasite, they can't feed off you anymore. So they got to find other ways to do, find other people to feed off of so that their life can continue to be miserable, right? But when you get, you get the positive energy flowing and going, it's clockwork, straight clockwork. So <sighs> good people. I talked about a lot today, right? Oh, and last but not least, genuinity. Make sure you're around genuine people, but being genuine too in yourself. You got to do your d- d- due diligence first. That's going to take you a long way. Do, do your due diligence, your genuinity, accountability, consistency, consistency, persistency, gratitude, and just love on people. And I'm telling you, it's going to go a long way. I'm so much. I'm much more happier now than I ever been because I've gotten rid of all the negative stuff, and I'm just focusing on what's in front of me. I'm helping what I can't control because you can't help what you can't control. What you can't control, don't worry about it. Get it out of there because you will run yourself crazy trying to do that. Especially people that just don't care or don't know no better. Well, they know better, but they choose to do, they don't, they don't choose to do better. Leave those people alone. Don't give them no energy. Don't feed into it. Don't give them any ammunition to be able to lash back onto you and suck, try to suck the life out of you. Don't do that. Okay. So let me, but again, I'm going to wrap this episode up because I'm going to get the preaching again, okay? (laughs) But again, tap in with somebody. It's okay to be vulnerable and you are worth it. You are valued, rather you know it or not. And if ain't nobody told you, black man, in the long time or in, in the meantime, I'm proud of you. Whatever you're doing that's positive, I'm proud of you. Not the negative stuff. I don't, I don't condone being negative. Anything positive, I'm proud of you. And that's real. And we can tap in. But with that being said, it's your host, Quali. Thank you for tuning in. This was a super crucial, um, important topic. And I'm pretty sure there are going to be more parts to this topic, especially when you know I start getting some more males that want to talk more about this and their experiences. It's up, y'all. It's up. It ain't stuck yet, but it's up. And I think we need to continue to build off of this and find ways to tap into each other and making sure that, you know, we're being vulnerable, we're being transparent, translucent, and we're working through our problems because that's the only way we're going to get through this, people. So, again, thank you for tuning in. 
next episode going to be something serious as well. So make sure you keep an eye out for that. Again, I'm trying to drop an episode, if not every day, every other day until this first season is done. So, and then we on to season two. And season two going to be crazier. So just be ready. Just be ready. But again, I appreciate y'all. Again, on Spotify, hit that follow. YouTube coming soon. Just be, just wait on it. If not, you can hit the IG up. Hit my IG up. Quad, K-W-A underscore L-E-E 22. Come check me out. I'm dropping stuff. Like I said, if not every day, every other day. Until then, till next time, be safe, be cool, drink your water, and we back at it on the next episode. Appreciate y'all. Peace.